Hi, welcome back to the Mandarin Blueprint Podcast, episode 154. Uh, one thing I realized that I don't do often enough is explain what this podcast is for new listeners, because we're getting new listeners all the time. And I often just jump straight into the emails and messages because you know I'm excited to get into them. But uh, Phil, I noticed, always just says, hey, by the way, this podcast is a Q&A podcast. Uh, basically for our members or anyone that emails us really, but mainly this is a way of us connecting with our our members in a way that two guys running a small business can um, with, you know, we've got lots of customers, lots of members. So when we receive emails that we think other people would like to hear uh, or when we get asked questions that we think, oh, do you know what, this would be great to share with other people or even make into a lesson for the actual course itself or an FAQ, it goes straight into the podcast and we do this every week and uh, often we'll also uh, give lots of tidbits about Chinese culture because Phil and I both live in China, uh, built our lives around living in China. Um, so there's lots lots to learn. Of course, we also talk about Mandarin Chinese as a language as well. You also learn a lot in that area. But I think what most people get out of this is a way of is a way of sort of uh, finding people other learners of Chinese with similar stories and similar struggles and hearing about how they've overcome those and had breakthroughs and um, and how we can maybe help as well so we give advice on how to solve various problems and it's, it's helpful to hear about it I think uh, at least when I remember I guess I still learn Chinese but uh, when I was in the midst of it in the thick of it um, as a beginner, intermediate, you know, trying to trying to improve my skills, it it really uh, would have helped me if I'd if I'd heard more stories about people in my position, you know, and there wasn't really much available like that. Uh, so here we are, um, and we've got quite a few messages this week uh, that I thought would be great to share. So uh, first, we've actually got a couple of emails from an anonymous person. Um, who is a member of the course, and uh, I can say that it's a she, just for ease of reference, Uh, and it starts off like this. So, hi Luke, Phil. I had one of those moments yesterday, breezing through my Anki cards, not really struggling with the movie or story recall, which had been the case up till now. So just just to explain that, in case you are on the Mandarin Blueprint Method course, uh, that's how we teach you characters by using memory palaces that you build yourself based on people and places that you know and love from your real life. Uh, it's proven technique, uh, best way of learning characters there is, in my opinion. And uh, you have to remember the story first. Uh, you create the story based around whatever you want. You can follow what we say exactly to the letter and just move on, or you can create your own scene. She says, not really struggling with the movie recall, which had been the case up until now. So recalling that movie scene in order to recall the character. With the finish of level 10, there are 57 levels in total. Uh, Level 10 is about phase two, Uh, almost, yeah, almost almost onto phase three soon. I looked at the level review page with all the characters and decided to flex my typing opinion. I pulled up a blank word page and started typing every single character in the list, all 83 of them. So in order to type, you need to know the pinyin, 
And when you type the pinyin, because the way Chinese is, there's very few pronunciations, there'll be lots of, often, lots of different possibilities that will come up. And by the pinyin input method that you have, it will, it will automatically select the most common. But you still have to, because it might not be the most common, right, that you're ty trying to type, so you have to like recognize it. So that shows that uh, this person uh, has the knowledge of the pinyin and, of course, can recognize the character. You may wonder why typing rather than good old-fashioned handwriting, but the truth is I've always hated writing by hand, probably because back in the 70s, early 80s, when exams had to be written in triple copies, and it took quite the physical power to make sure everything was legible through the carbon paper, not to mention the annoyance of not being able to edit anything properly without making a mess of the page. Yeah, it's a nightmare. <laughs> when inserting more words, crossing out words, moving, moving them or half sentences around to avoid rewriting everything. After typing all the characters, I typed all the two character words and one three character word. After that, I wrote next to each character its translation or meaning. The result, there were six out of the 109 that's 83 characters plus 22, two characters and three three-character words, I had to look up the meaning of. Five characters and the de, de hua, sorry, de hua is like if in Chinese. One of the ways to say that. There were an additional two where I remembered the other meanings of the characters, just not the ones you suggested, tao and cai. Uh, in those instances, I had the curious experience of knowing the pronunciation, but I was unable to remember the translation or the meaning. I look at this as being halfway there, just now quite. Obviously, the movie scenes in those cases are not memorable enough. If a retention rate of 90% is the ultimate goal, I think I can say for certain that your method works, looking at the numbers. Thank you for creating such a good, thorough, easy-to-follow course. Thank you for that anonymous person. Um, really appreciate it. And yes, uh, that just simply means, and this is the great thing about when you do flashcards, um, Flashcards are not always going to be necessary, but when you're building up the base knowledge of the language, characters, words, and when you start to review sen individual sentences before you move on to native content or long-form graded content, it's, I mean, uh, flashcards using uh, space repetition, space repetition software is just essential in my opinion. I mean, um, doing it without it now just seems crazy. And so, but the thing about that is, uh, depends on your learning method, how you actually learn the information in the beginning, right? Because SRS is, it's, you can actually treat it like rote learning if you don't do it properly, because SRS is not learning, it's reviewing. So you must learn the information effectively first, the character, the word, etc., And then this is just an efficient way of reviewing that information. Um, but if you don't have a great learning method, you just sort of force it in your, your memory and you're just keeping it in your memory somehow using SRS. It still works, like around 90%. But as soon as you stop reviewing, it'll go away. Right? It, just, it won't stay there forever in most cases. right? But the way we do it, we memorize things so effectively using these memory palaces. You need SRS because you're learning so much information at the same time. You're learning all these words and characters. So you need a way to sort of keep it in your memory enough to become a long-term memory. But then once it's a long-term memory, after a few repetitions, maybe five, 10 repetitions, you don't really need the movie anymore, first of all, because it's just a part of you now, you just know that character. And you don't really need the, uh, the, uh, the SRS.
Um, but uh, but yeah, so the cool thing about it is if you review the SRS and you think, oh, I remembered everything except for the keyword, the meaning, the actual translationist, let's say, then you need to go back into your memory palace and make that strong again. Now, I think a couple of you might be thinking, well, hang on, isn't this how Chinese people learn? They just force it in their heads. It's like, yes, but... They don't even. They don't have SRS. They just force it in their heads through daily. They 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 see it every day, um, and eventually that will work. But it's just much more monotonous, much more boring, more stressful, um, and it takes a lot longer, <laughs> a lot longer as well overall. Uh, so both work, rote learning and SRS. It's just I would much rather go with the efficient way than than rote learning. Um, yeah, so I'd say ours is more like 95% and above, which uh, this person has proven there, so that's great. Uh, we'll come back to this person as well. Got another email, just wanted to jump in with uh, a message we had from Richard, who just emailed us out of the blue, <laughs> really happy. The subject line was OMG in capital letters. So I was like, I oh, know this is gonna be good. <laughs> and he said, Wan, good evening. Luke and Phil, I know you must get similar emails constantly, but what's one more, right? I have tried the following Chinese learning apps and courses. Lingodia, Lingodia Plus with language games. Uh, Rosetta Stone, Duolingo, uh, Chinese Skill, Hello Chinese, Chinesey, Memrise. <laughs> yeah, I pretty much use most of those. Microsoft Learn Chinese, Domino Chinese. The best out of the above has been domino Chinese. However, and this is a big however, although using building blocks, there is no is no patch on Mandarin Blueprint's patent technique. Um, all of the one to 10 apps above still require a learn by repetition. And then I still couldn't decipher the tone or learn right characters. That's exactly what I was just talking about. It's just looking at stuff over and over again, which is kind of rep it's kind of SRS, right? If it's done properly, but even if it's not SRS, either way, it's not going to stay there after you stop reviewing it, you know. Uh, and that's another thing. I'll go back to Chinese people learning characters. It's like that happens all the time now. It's like Chinese people can't write characters anymore. Um, not in general, of course. I'm making a huge generalization there. You know, what I'm talking about in, in general. They're not not much better than any foreigner learning Chinese in, t in that respect because everyone's typing, right? So if you stop practicing there, um, you'll, you'll lose it. So Mandarin Blueprint, and here comes the part of the email to which you would have read a million times. I can not only read, write, and know the meaning of the characters. I can not only read, write, and know the meaning of the characters. Insane. Okay, so you, yeah, you learn all of those at the same time using the technique we're talking about. Thank you, Luke and Phil. You both have saved me from Chinese insanity. I have about five days left on my free trial, to which I will purchase a lifetime membership. Thanks, lads. You have made sense of a language that I thought would be lost. Regards, Richard. This is this is great. Yeah, we don't get that constantly. It would be nice to get it constantly, but we we do uh, regularly get that sort of response. Like, oh, I've tried this and this and this, and they're all kind of the same, dressed in different packages. I will say I've actually, um, way back, because Domino Chinese uh, has been around for a long time, I actually went through his entire course, um, Felix Latman. And I gotta say, like, that guy 
is so charismatic like the way he does like, i i'm so boring in comparison <laughs> he's just like he's kind of like very funny and very kind of loopy as well he just sort of does all this uh, interesting stuff i've never actually I've, i remember laughing out loud like like at least twice two or three times whilst going through his his original course on udemy um so really funny um and just got that spark you know so it's just a natural sort of performer i guess you could say so rather entertaining a bit more entertaining than phil and i but i will say I, in our opinion are that our actual methods are are uh, i don't think i've seen anyone with better methods so at least we've got that going for us which is nice and uh, yeah, Richard, uh, you just this is the cool thing I like reading about this stuff is that you've just scratched the surface of what what was actually in store for you. Like the, this is the first step, which is awesome, and that's kind of like the the most uh, I don't know what the word is, but like gimmicky part of our course. It's like it's, it's like kind of a, a hack, a trick kind of thing in order to learn this stuff, which is really cool. And you do you learn these characters really effectively and quickly, but when you actually start to learn words and sentences and you, and you realize you can start reading and understanding through listening audio, like Chinese, that's when it starts to get really cool. Um, so do, do keep us updated with that. Next is Glenn uh, on a, a bonus lesson in the pronunciation mastery course. So I assume at the, at the time of recording this that Glenn, or when, when he wrote this, was on a free trial and just sort of learning like doing the first course which is pronunciation mastery learning pronunciation just thinking what because i mentioned in this video i believe it's so important to learn characters early and he's like well, why and so he just asked the question why is it important to learn characters early and that's a good question because i didn't think this at all when i started learning chinese i said oh, i'm going to become fluent in chinese in a year but i'm not going to learn the characters why of course not i said that like that right so it's not only important to learn the characters eventually, it's important to learn them as soon as you can. And the reason for that is that the, the key to language learning is, is input, listening and reading. Of course, it's going to be mainly listening at first, right, with your native language. That's all you could do. You can read when you're a baby, right? But now that we're adults and we're learning a language as an adult, we actually have an advantage, which is we can actually read the language and listen, like from the start. At least you can with like French or Spanish, you, know, you can pretty much start reading straight away once you learn a few words and build up that foundation with Chinese you can't you need to learn characters in order to be able to read now that would involve back in the day even in my day when I before we made this course it involved learning 3,000 characters and and then trying to slowly piece that together and, and gradually start to read sentences and stuff like that and it's a long boring stressful slow process in the beginning even if you do have a hack, you know, a, a technique to learn characters, which I did. Um, so our course is built around um, is built around not just learning a bunch of characters at first and then trying to somehow learn to read. We learn a few characters and use those characters to unlock words and use those words to unlock sentences. And then we learn a few more characters on top of those characters. And we, so as our characters builds, the more words we unlock and, our, and gradually our sort of base of understanding is our foundational understanding of the, the language, the written language is built up. And of course you're listening all this time as well. Listening is actually in many ways more effective in, you know, than, than reading because it's just, I'm not going to go into that right now, but basically it's good to do it together. 
or, or you know, just listening on its own or just reading, ideally both, to really get an efficient um, acquisition process. So the earlier you, you learn characters, the earlier you can read is the short answer. And when you start reading, that's when you really start progressing. Okay, uh, But you'll discover that, Glenn, uh, if you make it into phase one, phase two, and especially phase three, where you start reading entire and understanding entire sentences in Chinese, that's how you acquire the language, that's how you learn grammar, and that's where the real magic happens. Magic. <laughs> that's where the real magic happens. Um, I got another email here from uh, the anonymous person. Uh, hi, Phil. This is actually a few days later, I believe. Um, <clears throat> and uh, it was about Chad's interview uh, that I did, uh, me and Chad uh, Erickson, yeah, who's a great guy, um, really proactive, smashed his way through the course, um, is still doing so. And we had a we had a nice chat, and uh, you can find that on our podca podcast podcast case studies list. Um, it's a good interview, mm. um, and uh, this person also thought the same thing. So it was a really interesting interview. I remember back to when I first learned English, which was my first, second, although in reality third language. I was lucky in that I had a very very good teachers both in school and high school. That's a, such an important factor, isn't it? who were ambitious teaching their students. I started high school with a teacher declaring we would do second year in the first year, third year in the second year, and first year university level English in the third year. And sure enough, we read Shakespeare in the second year. That is otherwise done in the third year. Good teachers, or in your case, guides, I, yeah, coaches, I, like, I, don't, I don't like to consider myself a teacher. <laughs> um, a few takeaways from way back then were these two teachers telling students to start thinking in English. Do not use a dictionary to translate. Use an English to English dictionary to really understand what a word or phrase means. And if you do not know how to pronounce a word, say it out loud anyway and give it an English swing. That's really important, I think. because And again, it goes back to the previous comment about why learn characters earlier, why learn to read. Because the, the earlier you learn to read, you can do stuff like that. You can look in the Chinese dictionary. Uh, about how to explain Chinese words. And if you know all the characters, you'll be able to figure out what you're, what's being written, there, what's being read or yeah, said, whatever. Um, so it's very important. Surprisingly, this, this last advice often led to the correct or almost correct pronunciation. All these pieces of advice are still applicable to Chinese. Absolutely. I hear it in Luke telling us to type the Chinese word to find an image to get Chinese interpretation of the meaning. So if you, again, if you're not familiar with what what's being said there. We have a method for learning characters. We also have a method for learning compound words. So a word in Chinese made up of more than one character. And you don't need a memory palace really for that. I'm, I'm sure you could. I believe that uh, Anthony Mativier's uh, magnetic memory method uh, does something like that. Um, but I've always found it enough. Uh, I'm not saying that wouldn't be effective for us to also emulate, to also to do something like that, but it's just that I've always found it enough, like uh, just to think of a simple mnemonic for a compound word. And a good way of, think of getting inspiration for what mnemonic to make to memorize this word is just to type the word in Chinese into Google or whatever, or Baidu if you like, and see what images come up. And what that does, it gives like, because it's based on real searches or real articles that use that image with words. 
Um, that's why Google is more effective because it does that algorithm probably better than anyone else. Um, it 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 links directly so that, that the images that come up will be very indicative of the true meaning of that word if you type it in Chinese. Same with English words, right? Um, so it's just a good way. Sometimes it doesn't work, right? Because maybe there's like a boy band in Korea with like that name and it's all just boy band pictures. Um, but most of the time it's, it, it, it's at least uh, it helps out, you know? Um, I, I hear it in reference to using Baidu and the passive intake of hearing the language to subconsciously take it in. I can't wait to start reading stories. For Luke, you mentioned briefly having a one-year-old and speaking English and Chinese to raise him bilingual. Who is my recommendation? Speaking from experience, having been raised bilingual, Danish, German, my mother moved to Denmark and had to learn to speak Danish. My father only had some school-level German, not, not enough to move to, Jem to Germany to earn a living, which was why my mother moved to Denmark. This was the 1960s when many women still didn't work. When I was born, my parents made the decision to speak German at home because I, and later my brother, would get plenty of Danish outside the home anyway. Think school, friends and kids and activities and sports. We did attend the German school in Copenhagen. The equivalent would be an English uh, language school in China if it exists. My parents were very strict with speaking only German at home and the result was a full bilingualism in all aspects. It didn't hurt to spend the summer vacations in Germany either in case you're spending time in an English-speaking country, if not steady visits to England. My father's German skills improved over the years to the degree that his company sent him to Germany on many occasions to conduct business. In conclusion, I would recommend to you and your wife speak, uh, you and your wife speak English at home to your children and let them speak Chinese when interacting outside the home. I have to say I do enjoy the journey. Well, that's really good advice, thanks. And... Um, yeah, I speak uh, I speak Chinese to him uh, sometimes, but most of the time it's in English because I kind of instinctively, I guess I know that, you know, he, he's, Chinese is everywhere here. His mum speaks Chinese to him mostly as well. So it's like, um, but her English is fantastic. So also a lot of, a lot of English. So yeah, I, I think I'll, I think, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll have a look at that and make sure I <laughs> maybe speak to him in English more. Because like you say, he's going to get so much Chinese input um, he needs that. He needs at least, you know, input from me to help him out. Uh, we probably won't be going to England for a little while, but uh, yeah, that's something I'll definitely uh, take into consideration. So thank you for that. Um, next is Stephen Weir by Community. He says just to introduce himself, and we encourage that anyone listening to this that's now purchased the course or on a subscription or just on a free trial that you introduce yourself in the Community forum. Uh, we like hearing from you. So he says, uh, I'm Steve, I'm 49-year-old professional musician and music lecturer from the north of England. I was always pretty good at languages at school, taking French, German and Russian alongside music for A-level and then studying music at Rus and Russian at uni. I can read a bit of Hebrew too, approximately five words per minute. I actually bought the full Mandarin Blueprint bundle a few months ago, but I've been ill and unable to engage. Um, Sorry to hear that, uh, but I'm determined to get going soon. Aside from loving languages and different cultures, a few colleagues and I had the opportunity to take a few intro Mandarin lessons at work to help us understand basic information about our many Chinese students. Whilst the teacher was lovely, she simply couldn't fit much into the few weeks we had. 
but it whetted my appetite for a totally different type of language from any that I've learned before. So I looked around online, stumbled upon Mandarin Blueprint. After listening to Luke and Phil in a few intro videos, I could tell they knew that what they were doing. Well, that's good. <laughs> and was blown away by the fundamental simplicity of their methods and how natural it looked like it would feel. I really wanted I really wanted to make the Chinese students that study in my department feel as welcome as possible. And how better to do that than to show that I've made an effort to learn some Mandarin. I remember when studying in Russia for a few months, just how lonely and tiring it was when very few people understood English. Fantastic immersion for me, but still exhausting. Of course, our students will want to speak English most of the time, but maybe we can help each other once I have a little bit of the language under my belt. And who knows, if I make good progress, maybe I'll get sent to China to talk to prospective students and forge new partnerships that can benefit both sides. Finally, I'm fascinated by the prospect of being able to sing in Chinese and understand the extraordinary world of Chinese opera a bit more. Well, that's a one that we don't get very often. Uh, I like the uh, I like that very much. Um, you'd love KTV. <laughs> I don't know if you've been to KTV yet, but go to China, go to KTV, sing Chinese. You will drink for free all night. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they'll absolutely love that. And uh, yeah, apart from that, you know, <clears throat> that's pretty much the purpose, right? That's pretty much the purpose is to connect to other people. Um, that's the whole reason why we're doing this. Um, one quick question and a very naive one that I'm sure has been asked hundreds of times. Is there a typical daily time commitment below, which is simply not worth bothering because you won't learn enough to carry you through the next session? to the next session. I don't think I'll be able, it'll happen to me, but I'll, I might as well start the way I meant to go on. Why can't I read? Start the way I mean to go on. Sorry to write so much. I have a bad habit of burbling on too much, Steve. Well, no, it's, it's all valuable stuff that you're writing. So um, yeah, this is pretty common, I guess. We get this like, how much should I do? You know, Because our course is completely self-paced. You do what you want and a lot of people love that. But some people are like, I need more guidance in like a schedule and maybe we'll do one at some point maybe we'll actually make some kind of schedule i wouldn't know how we do that but just a calendar um we've kind of already done calculations about based on the size of the course in its current format it's going to we're going to expand it of course like double the size of it but um in its current format you can uh you know it takes about 800 hours to get through everything and to acquire it and also to get to basic fluency as well which is about eight sixteen. It's about a third, basically, <clears throat> about a third of the usual speed, the average speed that they claim. Um, so I would say uh, thirty minutes a day is the minimum to start to see results, like regularly, and it has to be thirty minutes of focused whatever going through the course, or really an hour is ideal so and that doesn't have to be an hour that you spend sitting there for an entire hour it could just be broken up throughout the day five minutes here 10 minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes you know you fit that hour in throughout the day an hour is a good time so like you know most of that will be spent on the course at first and a smaller part of it would just be uh listening immersion uh time with a teacher tutor online speaking practice that sort of thing but generally uh that uh, 30 minutes is a min absolute minimum 
spent throughout the whole day. Uh, an hour is, I say, a healthy minimum, <laughs> like uh, to start really seeing results. Um, and ideally, like uh, yeah, two or three hours would just you just see ridiculous results really soon. But I know that's not realistic for everyone. But yeah, that's about that's about it. Welcome, Steve. Um, yeah, uh, stay in touch. Keep us updated. Jonathan Glazier by Community. Jonathan's been with us for a while. Got an interview with him as well. If you if you search his name on our podcast section, that was also a great great chat. Uh, he says, "Morning. My first question in a while. This is a good thing because I have been struggling with my learning habit recently. I hope this shows a renewed vigor." Uh, Nabien. So he's got Nabien. Isn't it Nabien and not Nabien? And in a similar vein, Nayang isn't Nayang. Isn't not Nayang. Or did I miss something? Yeah, this is an easy mistake, right? It's not really a mistake. It's just uh, both are true. So, na bien. So this character, na. Na bien. Na bien. Na yang. Na yang. Or na ge. Na ge. That's the most common uh, usage of it. Uh, it's just, sl the na is, is purely spoken. And it's a bit more colloquial, you could say, to say that. So if you say na bien. Or na bien, um, na bien. Either way is absolutely fine. By the way, it's not that na bien or na yang is, or na ge is formal by any means. It's just more commonly spoken. Ne, that's all. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but if you were doing a formal speech, maybe you wouldn't say ne. See what I mean? So that's about it. Yeah. So welcome back, Jonathan. Back on the horse. Uh, best of luck uh, Simeon by community so there's another introduction for a new person uh, my name is Simeon I'm 18 years old live in New Zealand with a Bulgarian family and currently only speak English fluently with a bit of Bulgarian Mandarin interests me because it's very pictorial and each character is full of history and meaning yeah it's, a, it, it's very it, it, in, that's, that's actually a big thing that intrigues people about the language at first I've always wanted to learn more languages, but the method of teaching languages at school is hollow and ineffective. Hollow, that's a good word for it. So I decided to give up. After looking around through online courses, I couldn't help but notice none of them had a good review system for recall. It was frustrating that none of them had a well-structured learning pathway for Mandarin or any language for that matter. It's until I stumbled across Mandarin. That's until I stumbled across Mandarin Blueprint, and it seems to have everything I could ever want. I have so far only done the crash course and a bit of the pronunciation mastery course, but from what I can see so far, it looks like an ex excellent course. Space repetition needs to be the future of education and study, and I'm glad to see Mandarin Blueprint helping pave the pathway. I also recently started using a Bulgarian language learning website that uses space repetition too, Bulgaro. This course has only been active for a few years, so not too many people know about it, but hopefully it can become mainstream someday. P.S. I actually purchased this course back in May 2019 when it just came out, but I was already learning Mandarin in school. Had a bad teacher, ended up learning nothing over a year. Now I'm ready to pick up the course again and fully commit to this time. Commit, commit to it this time. I look forward to engaging with the course that Luke and Phil created using their hard work and sheer passion. Wow, yeah, <laughs> I've thought that for so long. Uh, I've already mentioned that SRS can be 
ineffective in certain ways if, if the teaching isn't right. So, but just having it is better than not having it, even if the teaching is terrible. So yeah, it should be like, it's, it's been around for a hundred years, right? Like in different formats, obviously it wasn't like a phone, <laughs> but it was like the Leitman box or something like that. It was, it's been around for a long time. The, the research itself, like seeing things at spaced intervals has been around for decades at least. So it's just like, why is it not in school? It's almost as if they didn't want us to be smart. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely, Simeon. I, I completely agree with you there. Um, and yeah, welcome as well. I, I actually might remember you actually uh, from back in the day. Um, <clears throat> we, we haven't had that many like uh, students get in touch with us. But I might be wrong. I just remember having an email exchange with a young student uh, when we first released the course. But either way, I'm glad you're using it. And uh, the course is 10 times better than it was when you bought it as well, which is great. And it's going to continue to get better. Uh, so, yeah, as I always say, stay in touch. We want to hear your feedback and hear your, hear your reports of your progress as you go through. Comment as much as you can as well uh, to help other members out with uh, what you find. Um, so great, thank you. Next is Greg, a bonus video. Uh, the six types of Chinese characters this is early in the phase one, I believe. He says, I really love the way things are explained in this course, not just the what, but also the why. Not only do we learn Chinese, but in this course, you also supply additional knowledge such as this to keep things fresh and interesting. So this video is about what are characters? There's six different types of characters. This is a Chinese character. And I just thought it was incredibly interesting. So I made a, made a video series, a short video series about it. Um, and uh, yeah, a lot of people really like that video. I might remake it at some point in like a higher production value and put it on YouTube. Um, I've only been on this course for a few weeks finished pronunciation mastery and end of phase one or level five, I feel I have more interest in learning and have learned more in less than a month than when I was trying to grind through tutoring and workbooks for three months. Usually I begin to lose interest. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a very common thing. We've all been there, including me and Phil. It's not the Chinese that I'd lose interest in. It would be the teaching style. That's it. It's your methods that we always say. It's like a common thing we say. It's like, you don't suck. Chinese doesn't suck. Your methods suck. So far with your course, I'll keep coming back every day, just like eagerly wanting to watch a new episode of my favorite show. When I miss a day, I do feel guilty, but I always at least make sure I completed Anki for the day. Wow, you look forward to the videos that much? Well, maybe we're not as boring as I think then. Awesome. Uh, so far, things are not overly challenging where I'm afraid of getting behind, yet also challenging enough to know that I'm breaking milestones and making progress. Though I am less than a month in, I hope that progress continues the same way. I'm quite hopeful, as well you should be. Um, yes, there's nothing but good things waiting for you if you keep consistent, uh, consistently investing that half an hour, one hour, two hours a day into the course into immersion, reading and listening immersion, which you don't really need to worry about too much until you get to, uh, you don't, well, you don't need to worry about it ever, but you know what I mean? You don't need to focus on too much, let's say, until you get to like phase four or five, uh, an intermediate, 
Then once you get to the intermediate, then you can start really hitting the speaking practice with tutors hard. Um, but that's not really going to be hugely useful to you when you just start out. That's probably why those first three months with, the, with the, your tutor and your textbook wasn't the best. But uh, you're on the right path now, so uh, it's, it's just all good. It's going to get, keep getting better and better as, you're, as you keep making those breakthroughs, hitting those milestones. Um, next is Liam. And Liam has finished phase, uh, phase five. So he's finished the what we call the foundation course. So phases one to five and pronunciation mastery. We used to sell that actually as like a bundle because it's just it's a great dividing line. That's a foundation course. So that's like 80% of comprehension of the entire language based on frequency. And then the intermediate course and what will soon be the advanced course is, comes after that. Um, so Liam says, hi guys, it's been a while since I left a comment. Just wanted to take advantage of this milestone to thank you all once more. It's weird how connected today's messages are. Um, yeah, I don't know if you, so if you, if you, if you listen to this clip by itself, podcast 154, um, just a lot of, uh, synchronicities, let's say today, everything seems to be connected. Um, what stands out to me about this course is how you've masterfully put together and explained the best techniques of language learning. Firstly, your course shows what has to be to date, the best way of applying memory techniques to learning Chinese characters. However, it doesn't stop there. As you simultaneously show us the value of SRS, space repetition, this has literally changed the way I consume any information. Comprehensible input, shadowing, habit building, temporal motivation theory, you win if you show up. I didn't know, I've never heard of that actually, but temporal motivation theory. Um, yeah, the list goes on. Furthermore, you do this while cheering us on all the way. Those messages at the end of the level reviews are superb. Yeah, that's uh, those. Phil wrote those in his wacky style, and uh, people really like those. It's a nice little reward after you finish a level. Crucially, you also show us the value of enjoying ourselves as we learn. As one of my favorite authors likes to put it, journey before destination. And that said, what an adventure you legends are taking us on. <laughs> well, I'll just let that speak for itself. That's, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Liam. It's a great, uh, just a fantastic comment. Next is Gabriel Arctica on uh, Vocab Unlocked from Chattel. Thank you. Oh, guys. Okay, this is getting weird now. Getting too many compliments. Going to start to feel like we're making these up. <laughs> Thank you. Or maybe I should space them out more tactfully so it doesn't feel like I'm trying to give myself a big head here because this is like getting so many compliments today. I haven't pre-read these. Thank you. You guys are incredible. It was no way urgent for me to know this, but still, getting an answer to any question within 15 minutes on a Sunday, just fantastic. I love the course, but it's the podcast, the community, and the feeling of not being alone in this that really makes a difference and keeps me going on. Thank you with capital letters. So that's awesome. I've I, I got to say, though, that you, you got lucky there. <laughs> like, so me and Phil, we, uh, we man the stations half a, half a week each, uh, we divide up the week in different ways, but essentially we're, you know, half the time you're talking to me, half the time you're talking to Phil. It's just potluck. And also we don't check emails constantly because, you know, we've got work to do. So what you would have, what would have happened there is that Phil would have happened to have seen your comment just after you wrote it and then wrote a reply or did a video reply. 
And I love when that happens because it you know, delights people, but that's obviously not realistic for us to do. We check the emails like every, I'd say, two hours, three hours, uh, like two or three times throughout the work day. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I've got, I've got to come clean on that. You know, don't please don't expect us to get back to you in 15 minutes. You know, I'm, we're not at the point where we can do that. But I uh, really appreciate that, uh, Gavia. Because um, every now and then we do get lucky. Next is Collier on uh, uh, nasal finals lesson. So this is a pronunciation mastery lesson. Um, and So mastering that sound. Uh, I wonder how many students learning Chinese have wrongly or only taught that equals very. Such a source of confusion for thousands of us at some point. Yep, including me. How to say I'm good? I'm good, not very good. So how do I say that? <laughs> I'm very, like, that's how you say very. That's one of the ways. Impressed by your course. I'm not a beginner in Chinese and just validates, it just validates so many things that I painfully understood myself often over many years of wrong assumptions. Yeah, that's what, that's what I thought while I was making the course, right, with Phil. I was like, let's put in everything that we weren't taught but we should have been taught. <laughs> you know, all these little details that give you the wrong assumptions, as you say, for so many years or months at least. And let's not, you know, let's make sure people don't have those. Um, for those passing by with an already advanced Chinese and wondering if it's worth to follow this pronunciation mastery course, yes, it totally is. <laughs> awesome. Thank you very much, Kolia. And yeah, there's, if you're an advanced learner, um, pronunciation mastery course is worth at least skimming through, you know, just skip through the lessons because there's certain little tidbits about, like, um, I'll tell you something, like, Phil, Phil has great pronunciation, but there was, uh, when we were actually making this course together, um, he'd been learning Chinese for like a year or something, I don't know, like a while, right? Could already speak Chinese to a certain degree, and we both could, and, uh, he, because of just a, a mistake of his teacher, uh, not going through things carefully enough with him, I guess, he misunderstood, uh, like, Q-U-A-N, Quan, Quan, and Chuan. Like, he would say, Chuan, Chuan, um, uh, sorry, I can't even say it wrong. I'm trying to say it wrong now. Chuan, uh, yeah, so he would say, Chuan, right? Chuan, when actually it was Chuan. Right, the the A was pronounced differently from in Tran or Tuan, etc. And one, I just remember the look on his face, like, huh? Tran? What do you mean? And uh, I explained it to him. And that was an example of, like, imagine how many missed opportunities because of that slight misunderstanding about how an A is pronounced. Imagine how many times someone said Tran in conversation or in, in, an, in a piece of listening content and maybe Phil had missed that. You know, so these little details are so important, especially with pronunciation. That's why when we start from the very beginning, pronunciation, characters, components, and we do it all properly to the letter so that you don't have those gaps because these gaps end up, end up becoming craters as you, as you progress. So anyway, I'm glad you uh, noticed that, Collier. It's awesome. And yeah, can't wait to hear more from you. Um, Rose Black on New Vocabulary Unlocked, EDR, EDNDN or Daodian. <laughs> Rose says, there's so much tone change happening in EDNDN. EDNDN, sorry, I actually pronounced it wrong. So 
一点点。There's two tone. Yeah, as far as I'm aware, there's two tone changes in one word there. So yeah, it's quite it's quite a lot going on. So look at these characters separately. E is pronounced first tone.、Um, only really when it's a number, but when it's when after the E comes a、um, a second, third, or fourth tone. I believe, yeah, it is a.、Uh, it becomes a fourth tone, and then of course, when you have two third tones together, dn and dn, two third tones together, the first one becomes the second tone. So instead of e dn dn, it's e dn dn, e dn dn. So it's fourth, second, third, right? So yes, a lot going on. But if you learn the old school way, the traditional way, then it seems really complicated. But if you learn the nat the natural way. Just through listening and and、uh, producing what you've heard, it's not that complicated. You just copy it. Like a kid doesn't go when he's like one or two years old. Go, hang on, what do you mean? You forgot. You saying there's got two tone changes in E D N D N, and like trying to analyze it, you just do it, right? But it's good to know the theory as well. I'm not saying it's not good to know the theory, but you know, can confuse things. Next is karma on、uh, a bonus lesson. Uh, this this lesson's、uh, it's called the secret will put you light years ahead in Chinese. It's basically all about input. It's basically just like if you focus on input first, listening and reading first, and just focus on reading and listening a lot instead of trying to speak all the time, that will put you light years ahead of everyone else because everyone else is trying to speak all the time, you know.、Um, so the input method basically. And Karma says I like how you value input over output in the early stages. I really value output. Uh, for, sorry, I really value the refold method that Matt versus Japan started, and they are heavy input methodology. So I'm happy that you all feel the same. Yeah, yeah. I、uh, I don't learn Japanese, but I know that I know, I'm aware of that person. He's become like really huge now,、um, and from what I can tell, it's for good reason. You know, the guy the guy's got you know amazing language skills, and he's got the right math the right methods as well. Um, I remember actually ages ago. It's like two years ago now. I sent a comment on one of his videos because he he mentioned in a video it was all about input, and I was like fascinated by it as I usually am. So, but he mentioned in the video. Oh, I found learning Chinese characters really difficult, and I sent him a message as Mandarin Blueprint. I was like, great video. You might want to check out a course if you want to learn Chinese characters.、Uh, he never got back to me, obviously, because he probably gets like twenty thousand comments. But.、Uh, Yeah, Matt from Japan listens to this. You still want to learn Chinese? Try out Mandarin Blueprint, mate.、Uh, next is、uh, Tammy Liu.、Uh, this is a, a new intermediate story,、um, and this has got new text tracking videos,、uh, text tracking interactive sort of text tracking to go with the audio and text files. It's kind of hard to describe. Just go and check it out once you get to the intermediate course. So like the the highlight sort of follows what you're reading. And you can click on any part of it, and it will repeat it over and over again in studio quality professional Chinese. So Tammy says, "I'm enjoying this new text tracking format a lot. It's much easier to navigate to different parts of the text with this. Awesome. The storytelling is also great with the right rhythm that made me feel very emotional over this story. Yeah, these guys、uh, like we had Jerry and Annie previously, who are just friends of ours and teachers."、Um, Highly qualified and and have great voices and great Chinese, but there's just an when you when you hire a professional 
speaker, a professional uh, voice recording artist, as they're, as they're called, it's just another level. So these guys have just got their cadence and their, just, it just sounds awesome. I'm really happy with them. Um, it's interesting how there's no 80% there's no 80% speed versus native speed option anymore. The text is overall slower than the previous stories, and I'm curious to hear what the reasoning for removing that is. Not that I particularly mind, since it seems like there's many more characters per level, so my reading is definitely slower. Um, yeah, it's just just a, an idea we've gone for. I think mainly, to be honest, we've had we had a lot more trouble creating the intermediate stories than originally thought. It was a lot. It was. I think it's worth it in the end because they look so good and the stories are great. Um, the articles or whatever you want to call them, they're fantastic. The audio quality is also fantastic. But yeah, we don't have different speed options. But what you can do is you can download the audio files and you can play it in your own player. And you can speed it up, or you can slow it down however you like. So works fine that way. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, Tammy, I'm glad you're enjoying them and we've got a ton of those. Uh, that we've just released to make the in, in intermediate course even better. So go and check those out. Next is Soren, who is now has now made it to the end of the intermediate course. So well done, Soren, level 57. Um, he says, I am here too now, at the foot of the mountain, as the journey has only just begun. Thanks to Luke and Phil for a cracking course and the massive help, patience and support along the way. I'll delve into Mandarin Companion, Little Fox Chinese, and a few selected TV series while we await the release of Level 58. Awesome, which hopefully won't be too long. <laughs> um, so well done, Soren. And yeah, this is like you said, I like the way you're thinking about it. This is only just the beginning. I mean, you're not at the foot of the mountain. I mean, you're at least the base, right? You're at least at base camp. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's the same thing, but... Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, pat yourself on the back as well, how far you've come. You've made that, it's already, already a huge achievement. You've already made it further than 90% of all learners do, I think. Um, <clears throat> now onto the advanced. Next is Michaela Ellison on uh, Manzot. Uh, she says, I've heard this before and never knew what to say in response. Uh, suggestions or no response needed? Typically, I'd already said Sisha beforehand. No response needed. It's just a thing people say when you leave their house. Manzo, you say, how, bye-bye. <laughs> like, it's fine. You know, it's just a thing that they're kind of say to be polite. You don't have to respond with xie Manzo, by the way, if you're not familiar with that, uh, Manzo is, it literally means slow walk or slow leave, I guess. Um, as in, be careful, you know, don't hurt yourself on the way out the door sort of thing. You know, just a way of showing care uh, to your guest and you do that whenever someone is a guest of yours and they're either in your house or you know place of work wherever it, wherever it is um, they're leaving somewhere that you are a part of let's say and you say manzo ah you add a little ah on the end as well makes it even nicer i don't know why exactly there's that that sound in chinese is like i call it the caring ah <laughs> just a just a way of adding a bit of care on the end of what you say be a cool ah, uh, you know, don't cry, okay? You know, it's just, I guess it's something like that. Ah, um, uh, uh, I'm listening, okay? Like, it's worth softening things, not just softening, maybe showing that you care, I would say. So, manzo ah, uh, add a little ah uh, on the end. 
uh, you could try that out. Next is William on uh, vocab unlocked from shi, as in xihong uh, shi, tomato. He says, hi guys, in, uh, in this sentence, 有一些中国人学学英语的时候总是分不清楚西红柿和土豆。What is the function of 分? So 西红柿和土豆。So the, basically the sentence is saying, there are some Chinese students who are like, studying English. Uh, 有一些, there are some 中国学英语的时候。中国, oh, sorry. 中国人学英语的时候。So there are some Chinese people when they're studying English, apologies, um, 总是 always... 分不清楚, 分不清楚, that's the phrase here. So 分 means to divide. And 不清楚 is like the complement to that. So it's like they can't divide it clearly. 不清楚 is not unclear. 这个不清楚, uh, unclear. Right? 分不清楚 means I can't divide, I can't distinguish clearly. That's, that's the best translation in this particular context uh, between 西红柿 which is one way of saying tomato and tudo. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know what you mean because uh, I know what they're saying. Because, like, potato and tomato, that is true. Like, uh, I've heard Chinese people confuse those a lot, <laughs> uh, uh, fairly understandably, uh, the actual English words. So, yeah, that's the function of fen there. Fen bu qing chu. So, uh, you can apply that grammatical pattern to all kinds of different things. Um, so just say, 我总是, you don't have to say 总是, you can say, 我分不清楚, I can't tell the difference between, or I can't distinguish between, you know, uh, this car and this car, you know, you get the idea. So you can apply that to all sorts of things. Uh, next is Gavia on um, vocab unlock for Chang. Gavia says, I had heard bu as a measure word for movies. 我非常喜欢这部电影。Are and bu interchangeable? Or is there a difference in the tone of a sentence using one or the other? Or is one more correct than the other? This is an interesting question. Um, if you say 一场电影, that refers to a, the time spent watching the movie. 我们去看一场电影吧。like that's referring to like, let's go watch a movie. Let's go spend an hour and a half sitting there watching a movie. Uh, like so, look up chang. It's a measure word for like a match or a, a movie. It's, 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 it's a period of time essentially. Um, whereas bu is the actual movie itself. So this movie I like. This movie I don't. Like, referring to the abstract concept of a movie itself. So and you can also say. Uh, if a movie has a sequel, that's diarbu, right? That's the second one, the second version of that movie. So um, I recommend you check out both of those in Pleco. Pleco, check out the dictionary and uh, look at some example sentences of how they're used in that context, just to just to clarify things a bit clearer for you. And that's a really easy thing to confuse, um, but they are used in very different ways. So that's all the email, emails and messages we had this week. Let's move on to uh, vocab living links. So this is where um, <coughs> people send in their ideas for mnemonics. I mentioned this earlier in the podcast. How, how they're going to build connections to compound words easily and, and connect those, images, uh, those connections to images and actually put images in their flashcards. We always require you put an image in your flashcards for compound words just because it makes things so much easier to remember. So... 
first one here uh, is, is so Hajna on vocab unlocked for zuo. So we've got three words here: zuo fan to make a meal, zuo um, ai to make love, and jiao uh, zuo to be called. Um, and all of these are fairly straightforward if you look at the characters, right? The characters are fairly clear there. <laughs> and Hajna gave, gave us a safe option for Zuo'ai, so like a child-friendly option to, as an image. Of course, <laughs> you're not going to look for images of Zuo'ai, right? Um, <clears throat> ideally not, because uh, remember, you have, we'll have to review your flashcards in public occasionally. So for safety option, make love, not war. Make love, not war. So basically, peace. <laughs> yeah, and that's literally make love, like zuo ai. That that zuo uh, is not necessarily do; it's more create. Um, so that's actually a really good connection. Zuo uh, fan is also really straightforward. Just picture of someone that your favorite chef cooking a meal, and then jiao uh, zuo. It's basically uh, well. That's actually not quite as clear, is it? So you would say, it's just a, the full way of saying, this is called, right? So uh, I imagine, um, so when you talk about like God creating the world and stuff, like what, what people often say is like, he spoke everything into existence. I believe that's what it says in the Bible, right? So So in order to create things, and like say, oh, I'm, I'm going to create the dog, I'm going to create a human, I'm going to create the earth or whatever. Everything was spoken into existence. So that could be the jiao part. And then the door, of course, is the creation that comes after, the, after he spoke. So he spoke and it created. Um, obviously, if you haven't read the Bible or whatever, no worries. <laughs> like, I haven't really read the whole thing either. But uh, it's just, that's a very... I think that's a common connection, no matter what your religious beliefs are, if any, that you could, you could, still, you could still connect quite clearly with that one, I think. All right. So I think that would work quite well. Uh, any other ideas, please leave comments below. Tina on in or inway, inway, because by the Beatles. You can even sing along and replace because with inway. Ah, that's nice. I like uh, adding music in there. That's a really good idea. Um, <clears throat> I think of the Wizard of Oz song. Because, 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 and that's all I remember. Thank, no, th you know, thank goodness. Um, but yeah, music really works well <clears throat> when you're making these. And of course, I would put a picture of the Beatles there singing that particular song. Google image search that, or um, a picture of the Wizard of Oz. You get the idea. Uh, next, Rose on Zong, as in Zong Shi. This is another one where it's like, Super simple, straightforward, always don't and should always is. So it's like always, right? So you don't really need to worry too much about the characters there. They kind of speak for themselves, don't they? So just find something that represents always to you. You know, uh, a picture of the sky. It's always blue, right? Or here, I will always love you by Whitney Houston, of course. That's all we've got for today. Uh, thank you very much for your emails and comments. Really appreciate them. Um, and there were a lot of just great comments this week, great emails. Please keep those coming in. If you have any thoughts about the course or you just want to get in touch with us and, and give your opinion on something, maybe you want it on the podcast, just send a message in uh, and we'll definitely consider it. So, all right, guys, thank you very much. I'll speak to you in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye.